You're listening to Day 26 of A Little Bit of Heaven, a special study from North Richland Hills Baptist and Cross Church, focusing on the Christian hope for this life and the life to come. Here's Pastor Scott Mays. Today concludes Resurrection Week, where each day has been focused on one specific aspect about your future resurrection. If we're going to discuss heaven at any length, we need to carefully consider how someone is transported from here to there. Today's focus, a transformed body for a transformed place. A common inscription on ancient tombstones around the time of Jesus' life read as follows, I was not, I was, I am not, I care not. (laughs) Those of you familiar with Paul's visit to Acts and Mars Hill will remember the crowd's reaction when he mentioned the resurrection. They sneered at him while still others said, we will hear you again about this. The early Christians faced a powerful pagan skepticism that said, dead people do not rise after they're buried. Despite this skepticism, people remained hopeful about heaven, though many haven't carefully thought through how to get there. In his book, Eternity, Joseph Stoll tells the moving story of a Cuban immigrant family that reminds me of the eager anticipation we should all have for heaven. He writes, after defecting to the United States, Aristus Lorenzo Perez knew he had to rescue his family from Cuba. So one Saturday afternoon, flying low in a borrowed Cessna to avoid radar, he swooped down into Cuba, passed his former neighborhood, and landed in traffic on a coastal road. His family ran to the plane, and they were soon leaving the Cuban shore en route to freedom. His wife, Victoria, had waited patiently, but it was hard. Going to America seemed like to her going to heaven. When I saw the plane, I screamed to my children, Victoria said. That's your father! I grabbed both of them and we ran. They ran. One of the kids, as they ran, lost their shoes. She said, Mom said, forget the shoe. Father is in the plane. And after two years of the separation, the family had been reunited. To Victoria and her husband, their new home in America was like heaven a place of freedom, a place where they can realize their dreams. For Victoria, America had been a vague reality. She knew her husband was there and that it would be a better place, but she had few details to make it real in her heart. For us, heaven is often vague like it was for Victoria. It oftentimes remained a distant dream, a biblical fantasy land, a religious Disney world, Stoll continues. But refocusing on heaven as our ultimate point of reference requires that we find a way to come to grips with its reality in our hearts. Yes, heaven can be an exciting place, but you cannot enter heaven as you are. You need to be transformed. You would expect this, wouldn't you? If you had a dream of seeing the mysterious Area 51, one of the most secretive places on earth, do you think the United States Air Force is going to just let you walk into this top-secret military base? I doubt it. Likewise, many men would love to play 18 holes at the beautiful Augusta National Golf Course there in Georgia. But do you think just any old bumpkin can pull up with his golf clubs in the back of his pickup truck and expect to play at a moment's notice? Not likely. No certain places expect some preparation in order to visit and heaven is no different in this respect. You need to experience a personal transformation 
in order to experience this transforming place, you need to be born again. To prepare us for living on the new heavens of the new earth, the Bible shows us four contrasts between our future transformed bodies and the ones we have now. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the most extended treatment of the resurrection all of Scripture, we see these four contrasts for those who've placed their faith in Jesus Christ and turned away from living a life independent from God to living a life dependent on God. This, my friend, is the person who can expect to experience the future transformation that will permit them to live on the new heavens of the new earth. The Bible says, with the resurrection of the dead, what is sown is perishable, raised imperishable. Sown in dishonor, raised in glory. Sown in weakness, raised in power. Sown in natural body, raised a spiritual body. If there's a natural body, there's a spiritual body. Did you catch all of it? Let's review the four contrasts quickly. First, you're sown a perishable body. You're raised an imperishable body. Here Paul calls it imperishable. We would say it would not decay, it will not die. Believers in Jesus Christ will experience a dramatic God-given change at their death. Your new home heaven calls for a new body. This is the sort of change the physical body is necessary if it's going to experience eternity. Second, you're sown in dishonor, but you're raised in honor. Every time you see a dead body at a funeral, it will shortly thereafter have a sheet over it to cover it up, or someone's gone to considerable work to make the body appear more lifelike. Each time you see a dead body, it's reminding you of the dishonor of our physical decaying bodies. But there's a day coming when Christ will transform every Christ follower and give him or her an honorable body. Third, you're sown in weakness, but you're raised in power. One day you'll flourish because you have an abundance of power and joy in the presence of Jesus. Your body will be fitted for the greatest satisfaction and delight, which will only increase throughout eternity. Just think of it. No prosthetics, no cystic fibrosis, no cerebral palsy. You cannot find an insulin-dependent diabetic roaming the streets of heaven no matter where you look. And those who are mentally handicapped will receive brand new resurrected minds. Imagine the health of your powerful new body. Fourth and lastly, you're sown a natural body, but you're raised a spiritual body. Yes, your body, physical, will also be spiritual. There'll be nothing about it decaying. There exists an unbreakable link between the believer's resurrection and Christ's resurrection. We will rise because he arose. And there exists again this unbreakable link between his resurrection and ours. Everything that flows out of your faith relationship with Jesus Christ matters for eternity. Don't allow heaven to be an unfocused reality like it was for Victoria. Marvel afresh and wonder with joy when your Redeemer has set before you. Remember the fresh anticipation of Victoria. Your Father's in the plane. Do you see your death as the end of your life? Or do you see your death more like a starting pistol that signals the beginning of a new race where your new transformed body experiences the presence of Christ for all of eternity? 